Welcome to the New Yorker's October 13, 2008 issue. We have five articles for you in this special politics issue. George Packer talks with working-class voters in Ohio who say this year's presidential choice isn't much of a choice at all. James Wood examines the war of words between the Republicans and the Democrats. And in the waning days of the Bush presidency, Pamela Koloff takes the pulse of Crawford, Texas. Plus, we'll have David Denby's reviews of the spy thriller Body of Lies and Mike Lee's new movie, Happy Go Lucky. But first, it's this week's comment. In The Choice, the New Yorker's editors endorse Barack Obama for president. Never in living memory has an election been more critical than the one fast approaching. That's the quadrennial cliché, as expected as the balloons and the bombast. And yet, when has it ever felt so urgently true? When have so many Americans had so clear a sense that a presidency has, at the levels of competence, vision, and integrity, undermined the country and its ideals? The incumbent administration has distinguished itself for the ages. The presidency of George W. Bush is the worst since Reconstruction, so there is no mystery about why the Republican Party, which has held dominion over the executive branch of the federal government for the past eight years, and the legislative branch for most of that time, has little desire to defend its record, domestic or foreign. The only speaker at the convention in St. Paul who uttered more than a sentence or two in support of the president was his wife, Laura. Meanwhile, the nominee, John McCain, played the part of a vaudeville illusionist, asking to be regarded as an apostle of change after years of embracing the essentials of the Bush agenda with ever-increasing ardor. The Republican disaster begins at home. Even before taking into account whatever fantastically expensive plan eventually emerges to help rescue the financial system from Wall Street's long-running pyramid schemes, the economic and fiscal picture is bleak. During the Bush administration, the national debt, now approaching $10 trillion, has nearly doubled. Next year's federal budget is projected to run a half-trillion-dollar deficit, a precipitous fall from the $700 billion surplus that was projected when Bill Clinton left office. Private sector job creation has been a sixth of what it was under President Clinton. Five million people have fallen into poverty. The number of Americans without health insurance has grown by 7 million, while average premiums have nearly doubled. Meanwhile, the principal domestic achievement of the Bush administration has been to shift the relative burden of taxation from the rich to the rest. For the top 1% of us, the Bush tax cuts are worth, on average, about $1,000 a week. For the bottom fifth, about a dollar and a half.